put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Greetings and welcome. Bless you guys in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let his word touch your minds and touch your hearts and change you and resurrect you, heal you, and bring you into the next season through a faithful obedience and completion of this one you're in right now. Going from glory to glory is going from times and seasons. Amen. For I know your future. It's a future time, a future season, always for greater good with no evil in it, says the Lord God Almighty in Jeremiah. So, when you're in this present season, in order to have a future glory, the hope of glory, the resurrection of the dead, going into higher things of the angels, of the Holy Spirit, and of the heavenly realm, you have to be faithful in the present. Being faithful in the present is honoring what saves you today. So it's healthy to have a future perspective as long as it's through the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, that's cutting away the human perspective and imparting into you eyesev so you can truly see. Human beings see through a blindness, as it is written, the blind lead the blind and they both fall into a pit. That's the abyss of fallen angel influence. So we're not involved in any of that because we have the Word of God that remains forever working by its own power, the gospel of the mid-heaven angelic realm working in our hearts and souls and minds and bones and marrow. Therefore we are not building on shifting sand, but on the solid rock in which we stand. The shifting sand is all human perspective, human ideas, human opinions, human criticisms, judgments, accusations, and all that has to do with the old Adam and the old Eve, which is not born again. We could say, well, I'm born again, all things are new. You have the theology. I don't even doubt most Christians' theology. It's actually really good theology. It's awesome doctrine. The issue is development of that mustard seed into the largest of the Garden of Upper Eden's plants to be a covering of the cosmic tree of life in the realm of the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones. Most believers have not developed even the seed of the kingdom to even touch the atmosphere of the firmament of the cloud line, the sky line, as is written, His power is in the skies. So are you living in the power of God the Father, Yarevave, who's in the skies? The Bible says that's where His power is. His power is in the skies. He's called Yarevave, the cloud rider. In a lot of your English translations, it just says Jehovah cloud rider. So, is your God riding upon the clouds, and are you in His chariot today? Well, is He really in the clouds? He is by His angels. 
Sometimes these angels are actually the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Sometimes it's rare. But it's mostly just myriads and myriads of holy angels. Hebrews 12.22 But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads, which means uncountable, angels in festive gathering. Hebrews 12.22 Amplified What is the festive gathering? The marriage supper of the Lamb. The Messiah has completed His job. The Messiah has finished His works and is seated, enthroned in the Father. He came as a human being. He lived a perfect life in obedience to the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the Torah, and the Scriptures, fulfilling all His first coming prophecies in the flesh of Jesus of Nazareth the Messiah of Israel. Then he raised from the dead after he was crucified, and now he's seated in heavenly places. He's seated with the Father in heaven, and his job now is to raise up as our head and chief apostle, Hebrews 9.11, high priest of glory, raising up sons and daughters to be seated on his exact throne. That exact throne is called Adam Kadmon. That exact throne is written in Revelation. It says, And those who overcome will be seated with me on my throne, that where I am, Yarevave, you may be, Yarevave, also it is written, so that I am and you are both seated with me on my throne. What is that throne of Messiah, Jesus Christ in heaven? It's the rulership of all the heavens and all the earth, which is the house of Moses, Torah, Genesis 1, stars, constellations, planetary systems, and the sun and the moon over the earth. Revelation 5.10, they shall rule with Messiah over the earth. Where are they ruling from? The house of Moses. What is the house of Moses? What is Torah? What is the hanging of Torah scrolls? It is the rulership of creation. It is the healing of the heavens and the earth. Enoch says, they shall heal all the luminaries. What are luminaries? Constellations, planetary systems, sun and moon over the earth. So we are oftentimes trying to heal the earth and we have made a lot of our Christianity building sandcastles, which is the attempt to heal the earth from the below realm. That's not according to the pattern that God showed Moses on the mountain. That's total strange fire disobedience. The only way to heal the earth and bring forth new earth, according to the Bible, is to be in the heavenly realms of the scriptures of moon and sun and stars. That's called the angelic spheres. Okay? They are seated with Christ in the angelic spheres, Ephesians says. And from the angelic spheres, through the scriptures working, working as a circling sword, circumcising the serpentine dust that keeps you earthly, that keeps you bound into the realm of the dead, in the valley of the shadow of death, you're walking, you're making progress. Most of you are desiring God more than ever before. That's good. Hungering for righteousness is the beginning of opening the door to find it. 
Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door be open. Hunger and thirst and you shall be filled. With what? The Son of Righteousness. What is the Son of Righteousness? Malachi. It is the Torah scrolls that come down from the Father of Lights. It is the Holy Scriptures, the prophetic word that comes down. The Bible says, Heavenly Jerusalem comes down like a Torah scroll. What kind of scroll do you think it's talking about, guys? Everyone in that city is a rabbi. There's not one citizen in that promised land city, if you study the scriptures, that's not a rabbinical teacher, that didn't learn their teaching style from a rabbi or a patriarch or a matriarch or God directly himself, right? Right. So they're all rabbis. So in order to be a citizen of the heavenly Jerusalem, you will have to know the scripture as well as a rabbi. What is your citizenship in heaven? Knowing the word. How well? As well as the rabbis that live there, for they are your teachers. These men are your Elohim, Moses said. Behold your Elohim. And he wasn't speaking of the golden calf. He said, here are your Elohim teachers, the Levites. And then here are your Elohim gods. Which Elohim are you going to have? The idols or the Levites? Torah says you're either going to have Levite teachers or you're going to have golden calf, fallen angel, demon gods. Right? Choose this day whom you serve. The Levites. Are you going to serve the Levites? Right? What is the whole point of the marketplace? serving the Levites by bringing them the increase for God's kingdom to take over the earth. It's the purpose of existence, people. It's not just for you going to church, checking the boxes. I'm a good person. Now I believe in Jesus Christ. So do the demons. And they shudder. Congratulations on the same level of faith as the demons. That's what the apostles say in the Bible. It's demonic to only believe in the invisible truth, but not serve the will of God. That's what witchcraft is. It's using the things of God for personal gain, not having the Father's will in mind. So we have to repent. What does repent mean? Changing your inner man to agree with God's will. God's will is how you grow. Jesus Christ said, My Father's food for me is doing His will. Therefore, anyone who does any other will, any other path, any other directive that comes down from angels is a servant of demons. And the most deceptive servant of demons are the ones covered in the Christian stuff and the charismatic stuff and all the the iniquity and all the irrevocable gifts that don't solidify a person in the Father's will at all. They are instruments and tools of priests to be used in the path of lightnings, on the sapphire stones, along the way of the resurrection through the circumcisions of Scripture, cutting away all your selfishness. What are circumcisions? Cutting away of selfishness. It is a progressive movement of the Word of God as a circling sword producing the selflessness of the nature of the Lamb of God. That's why it's the Lamb seated on the throne. What is a Lamb? The Lamb was the Passover sacrifice. It means completely slaughtered for the purposes of the Father. We have a Christianity down here right now that's about being completely healed 
for the purposes of the Father that I don't know because I haven't been sacrificed at all and I barely do anything inconvenient to my flesh, my mind, and this, my stubborn will. That is, guys, that's paganism. You are fully involved in Esau Christian sorcery of the Antichrist unless you are obliterating your selfishness every day at the cross. This is not just a one-time deal unless you pick up your cross and follow me. Are you following him? Did you pick up your cross today and annihilate some stuff in your heart and mind that's in disagreement to his total sacrificial nature? See, he's still the lamb on the throne looking like he'd been killed, but he's alive. Which means, do you look like you've been killed and resurrected with him today? Are you still dead and not resurrected because you haven't allowed him to terminate the areas of your heart where you're greedy, where you're immoral? where you're prideful, where you're religious, where you're self-servient, where your opinions and ideas are not according to the lightnings of the sapphire stones. So the sapphire stones are the angelic administration between the Father's throne and fallen man on earth. And there's ten worlds of all two-thirds of the holy angels that obey God's word, ten worlds of them, that will work with your hearts, your minds, your bones, and your marrow to make you exactly like Jesus Christ, obedient in all the Father's house. Now, Moses was faithful in all the Father's house. The test of this life is to see how faithful you are in the Father's house. What is the Father's house? What you are capable of doing with the light you currently have in you. So, since you're inside creation, and you, if you understand science at all, you know that all of your energy is based on stars. Your very DNA structure and makeup is all stardust animated by starlight. You don't have any blood or energy or power or electricity or movement or light in you except through stars. That's called science. Okay, Jesus Christ is bright morning star, which means he's, he's the sun righteousness. He is the light of life, and it's no longer just the light of the sun and the moon without Jesus. It is now Jesus and starlight healing your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's spiritual science. It's a creation created to heal you physically and spiritually at the same time with no separation. And the two are one flesh. It is written. What are the two one flesh? The spiritual and the natural perfections of God's original design of Genesis chapter 1. God created the heavens. He created the sun. He created the moon. He created the stars. And what did he say on the fourth day? What did he say? It is good. He said, it is good. So who are we down here to say it's sorcery, it's Kabbalah, it's witchcraft? Listen, man. When a Christian judges the Creator out of the ignorance, they blaspheme God the Father. You know that's the blasphemy of the Father? Jesus Christ said the blasphemy of the Father, the judging of the Creator, and His original design is forgivable because it's mostly done in ignorance because the influence of the serpentine dust in your souls is so outrageous that that's almost to be expected that that's what you're going to get for a while as you clean up the human being it's not like god expects the perfections of his son after you're born again because you're circumcised the eighth day 
when you're born again, it's like you get God in you, but then it's still just you wrapping the perfection of the born-again Word of God that saved your spirit, man, and regenerated you out of darkness into light. And some of you had radical conversions. Other ones, it was subtle. But it's the same exact thing, whether your brain calculated it or not. You got Christ in you. Only believe, and you will see the glory, it is written. Therefore, circumcision begins afterwards, according to the wisdom of the Jewish Scriptures that says... The child must be circumcised the eighth day, not just the foreskin removed, but the membrane in order to be a Jew. It is written, you have no messianic rights, no Jewish rights of Israel, Isaac, or Abraham, unless the foreskin and the membrane are removed from the spirit and the soul, the heart, the mind, the bones, and the marrow in the internal circumcisions of the new covenant by the sword of the spirit and the word of God. In fact, you will go into paganism if you reject being circumcised the eighth day. In fact, you're not a Christian. Does anyone say they're a Jew today in the world? You all know this, right? Because it's common sense, because it's an ancient religion established and we're no longer in the Old Covenant, so no Christians argue over this. If you are not circumcised physically on the eighth day, you're not Jewish. You're not. Well, how about in Christianity? If your heart is not circumcised after you're born again, you're not Christian. Therefore, how many Christians are actually Christian? Look for the mark of circumcision. That's the mark of the New Covenant. Look for the cutting away of the old Adamic foreskin and membrane off of the spirit. A person's mind who is still clinging to the old Adam and the old Eve in the human way is under the sun and not the angelic of the Father's kingdom is not circumcised. Therefore, they need to be converted again. What happens oftentimes? The born-again experience, yes, Jesus in your heart, but since there's no cutting away of the old in your heart, you just go back into the human being. Why? Because there's no circumcision. There's no conversion. The circumcision, the eighth day, is what makes you both Jewish or Christian. Jewish on the outside, which we're not involved in anymore. Now a real Jew is circumcised on the inside. So all the Old Testament Jewish stuff is for wisdom. It is written by the apostles of the Lamb. Apostles that are terminated with the Lamb, which means with the Lamb or the apostolic. That's what consecration and sanctification is, to be a messenger of His Word from heaven and not earth. No one has ever brought God's Word from earth. That's an abomination. That's a false teacher, a false preacher. That's a liar. That's a human being. But a person consecrated through circumcision of the heart and the brain and the bones and the marrow can bring forth God's word like a river every day. That's the messianic rite. That's the new covenant. So when you engage in the word, a lot of you, I can tell the reason why there is such a stunting of your growth, you're not even circumcised. And you've been believers five years, ten years, some of you fifty years. And you don't even have the first cut of the foreskin. It just goes into your senses. Therefore, only in the peeling away off of the spirit of the Adam and Eve nature of the old man and the old woman that came from the earth, that came from woman, 
that has to be obliterated with no apology, for this is the new covenant. This is actual salvation. The obliteration of the old on the inside by allowing the word to come in and cut it away. That person experiences the glory of the word of God every day. How? By presenting their hearts to be a living sacrifice. Why living? Because he's the living word. There's no dead letter in him. He's raised from the dead. Which means everything that comes down the path of lightnings obliterates death. What is the death that is the last curse to be swallowed up in victory? The full circumcisions of Adam and Eve out of your hearts and brains, souls, feelings, emotions, wills, and your bones. And in your bones is the record of all the DNA back to Adam and Eve. So it has to pass through the bones, otherwise bone necromancy still control you and you just be all kinds of messed up. It's got to circumcise the whole deal. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is the temple of Yadivave. Now who sits with Messiah on his throne ruling the nations with iron scepter? He who overcomes the world. What is the overcoming of the world? The cutting out of the old age, the old earth, the old world, the old heavens, the old earth from within you. If there is any record of that working in you, there's magic spells in you. What is God's answer for the magic arts? For outside the city gates of heavenly Jerusalem are all the magic arts, the sorcerers and the dogs. That means everyone that's not inside the covenant of circumcision of heart and mind and bone and marrow is only involved in magic spells. When they pray in the name of Jesus, they invoke magic. Why? There's no covenant. There's no circumcision. There's no removal of foreskin. So all they can do is speak from the foreskin and speak from the membrane. Therefore, someone who's born again but not circumcised the eighth day is a magician. Some of you have only grown in the magic arts. What are the magic arts? The abilities apart from God. It's the abilities of the heavens and the earth, magic, apart from Yadavave, Jesus Christ, maker of heaven and earth, apart from the creator, apart from Torah. What is Torah? Creation story, Genesis 1. So therefore, we have now, because of a, a lack of the new covenant priesthood, a lack of circumcision, we have the most magic arts, most magic spells right now on earth, Amongst Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, all nations of all time. This is Babylon the Great. What is Babylon the Great? I'm not in Babylon the Great. What makes you a citizen of Israel? The circumcisions. Depending on how many you have or how few you have. Is how involved in the messianic kingdom of eternal Israel. Of the Father's kingdom above the Son. You're actually involved in. For everything under the Son is what? Vanity. What's vanity? Idolatry. Magic skills. Magic arts. Growing in magic. They'll engage in scripture. Why? For magic. Magic is the rebellion of the ability of the things that come from God, but are not done inside the kernel of the light of the word, true light that's come down from Father God. 
So they're not involved in the path of lightnings. They don't care about the will of the archangels, the will of the angels that only do the Father's will. They're only involved in their own selfish wills. Why? Because that's the automatic reaction to someone who hasn't cut away their nation's DNA. Dash the nations to pieces as pottery. You can't grow a church like that. God's not interested in growing churches. You're evil. You're seeking glamour, gold, and and souls. You're trading on human souls. God's not interested in growing churches. God wants resurrected sons in the eternal realm of the Father. You're a selfish demon. God wants to obliterate all man's pride of the possession of God's things, but apart from God's kingdom. We have so much of God's stuff down here that we have become completely fat and useless in the things of God. We're overfed and under-circumcised. That's what the Lord says. You've, you've had enough teaching, you have more teaching than the last 2,000 years of Christians, but you have the least amount of circumcisions, which, you know what that means? It's the most magic. You have the most rebellion. You have the most stubbornness. And you must allow God to cut it away from you. If you don't, Your identity will be in the demon, and you go down with the demon. A person who is uncircumcised, you know who rejected the covenant of circumcision? Esau. Therefore, he only inherited hell. You know who rejected the covenant of circumcision? Ishmael. None of the Ishmaelites are circumcised. None of the Edomites are circumcised. But yet they're the offspring of Abraham. Yet they're the offspring of Jacob Israel, the son of Israel but they're not Jews. Therefore, instead of embracing circumcision, they have embraced hell. Instead of embracing the cutting away of Adam and Eve, which we have as true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ in this place, they have embraced the selfishness of just the appearances of good, the greatest deceiving magic arts of all time, so that all the things of the human being have the appearance of good, but inwardly it's only hell. If a person does not allow the old to be cut away, their contracts and covenants with hell are only solidified. In fact, when you hear the teachings of righteousness and reject them in your hearts, the foreskin gets thicker and the membrane gets thicker. The magic spell gets stronger. As it's written, they harden their hearts unto death. What is the hardening of the heart? It is the the strengthening of a magic spell. It's the strengthening of the foreskin. It's the strengthening of the membrane. Therefore, anyone that says no to the sword of the Spirit, who is Jesus Christ today here present with you in this room, has said no to the covenant of circumcision. They've said no to the heavenly Jerusalem. They've said no to becoming a rabbi. What is a rabbi of the new covenant? You read the Gospels. They called Jesus Christ rabbi every single time. The religious demon would say, Call no man rabbi, for you have one rabbi. He is the Christ. Well, you're supposed to be Christians, which means the Christ, which means all rabbis. Hello? We've never heard that before. Well, I forgive your sins. You need to hear it fresh and new today. 
You need to allow it to cut away some stuff in your brains. You need to allow the magic spells of Satan to come right into that scroll of Torah from Jesus Christ, the Son God, and burn it up. As it's written in the book of Acts, they burned all of their witchcraft scrolls, and the amount of their witchcraft scrolls amounted to several million dollars. You know what that means? All the things of success in your eyes have to be put to the test of the fire of God's word in your eyes. So you'll have hell in your eyes, which is greed, covetousness, adultery, selfishness, wrongdoing, sorcery, magic spells, Samael, principalities, dust, all serpentine activities. You have serpents in your eyes. The blind leading the blind is there's serpents hanging right in your eyes. I've been around some of these people and their eyes just go slits like that down the, the center and it looks like cats or reptiles in their eyes. Demon possession is everywhere in America, everywhere in Australia. In fact, you can't go one day walking on earth and not be around demon-possessed liars. Some of you are extremely demon-possessed. You know what? God has healing and deliverance for you, but it's going to take you a little agreement and boldness to allow the Word of God entrance into the snakes in your eyes, the snakes in your ears, the snakes in your mouths, the snakes in your nose, and the snakes in your feelings. For these serpents, they hang right on your feelings and emotions, especially those motherly, fatherly, family feelings, the family emotions. It's all serpentine. Jesus Christ says, you cannot love mother, father, brother, sister, child more than me and be my disciple. Red letter, it is written. So a lot of times we'll have those serpents there because there's a disobedience to the scripture, to the gospel of Jesus Christ and his red letter commandments. And therefore those snakes are only getting strengthened in you because you have not yet brought them to the Torah scroll because you don't trust God. You don't believe in God. You don't believe in Him. You think that you need to defend yourself, promote yourself, strengthen the foreskin against this God that's just trying to kill you and hurt you and harm you. No, God is good. What does it say? Nahum 1.7, Yadhe is good. He's good all the time. He's never bad. What's bad is our ability as human beings to resist, quench, and grieve the Holy Spirit. Anytime you don't allow the word to come in from the prophet or the oracle or the apostle or the teacher, the pastor and evangelist who is sent from God's throne, who is aligned with God's will, are they all cosmic apostles? None of them are. Are they earthly apostles? Many of them are. There are many earthly apostles. There are earthly apostles, there are cosmic apostles, and there are realms of judges that can re-pristine the heavens and the earth that are even higher than cosmic apostles. And there are angels that will work with you every step of your development in the nature of God the Father called Creator. Yadivave. The ability to create using Shekinah light and glory, which is the purpose of the design of the heavens and the earth. Why man and woman were made by God in the beginning. So it's the big picture of creation and the redemption of the nations back into the Creator out of the mess you're in right now that you put yourself in by disagreement. So do not harden your heart, which means do not allow the magic spell to grow in the foreskins in your bellies, your matrix, which is your womb. word matrix means belly or womb. If you're in the matrix 
and not out of the matrix. It's because there's no circumcision in your spiritual stomach. Therefore, your brain doesn't know of the spiritual dimension called the glory realm. Therefore, it is written, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory dimension. A lot of people don't live in that dimension. You can really tell because it's like, well, all I got is the natural dimension, the realm of death. And so death is still their master. Why? Because of unbelief. Faith in God's word, working with the angels, because the angels are inside every Torah scroll that comes down the path of lightnings. If there's not an angel from Jesus Christ associated with the word, we are listening to false teachers. There needs to be angels in every single word. I mean, what do you think the river of life is? It's the river of myriads of angels. Hebrews 12:22. But you, yes, you have come to Mount Zion. That's the Father. You've come to God the Father, Abba, Yarevave, Abba, to the city of the living God, Abba Father, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads, which means numbers beyond counting. How many? You can't count that high. You'll never be able to count. There isn't numbers that could ever go up that high, and the human limitations that you have on God are all demons. It's demons. And all of the excuses you have and accusations you have toward God, it's all serpentine dust. Amen? The oppression of the foreskin is the oppression of hell. It's the oppression of the magic arts. And the Bible says in John's revelation, it covered all DNA, all nations. That means all their eyes, their ears, their nose, their mouth, their touch gates. And it doesn't matter what form of Christianity you have. You could go to Bobby Connor's church in Moravian Falls and still be covered by it. Truth anyhow, you could go to David Hogan's church in, in Mexico still be covered by it. You might have glimpses into glory, but I tell you the truth. All nations have been covered by magic spells, by the clippeth. It's true. The clippeth has covered everything. Serpentine dust covers everything. Now, God is going to bring forth righteousness, which is the only answer in the Bible, to remove serpentine dust from your hearts and minds and bones and marrow. Therefore, you begin to see out of your heart the overflowing of His resurrection glory power. So out of your heart will begin to flow the resurrection How will you know? It will hit your brain and convince your brain and persuade your brain that the Word is working in your hearts. If your brain's not convinced, there's strongholds 100% of the time. If you still come to Joel's bar or you still listen to the apostles and prophets out of just sheer obedience and not a desire of, of encounter and not in the glory, but just the hope of glory, there's strongholds in your souls 100% of the time. What needs to be demolished is the breaking down of strongholds, mental things that we have built in our heads, and that's not God, and that's the human being. It will come off like a circumcision. There will be circumcisions of your brain that will remove layer after layer of stinking thinking. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's hope for you yet. Amen. Type it in the comments. There's, there's hope for you buckwheats in the comment section. Because the stinking thinking is a progressive removal. There are patterns that are not even removed from the human brain until you're resurrected several worlds. 
several worlds. You'll still be dealing with strongholds and stuff in the DNA of your brain, which means down in the dust of the earth, it's like you can't trust anything in your brain. I wouldn't listen to one thing in the flesh. Zero. I mean, that's why it's like a kid that goes into nursery. Are you going to trust that kid with the sword? The spirit, you're going to trust them with the stake. You're going to trust them with all the tools of the priesthood, which are all deadly weapons. They're all fire. Wash basin, which you drowned, baby, drown and die in that in 15 minutes. The, I mean, it's all dangerous tools. Don't think that's just Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's the danger upon the inner, invisible, eternal soul realm. So it's much more dangerous, the new covenant tools, than the old covenant tools. Because the old covenant tools, you just set a guard there and you just say, no children. And no one dies because the fire of the altar didn't burn them in half. Because they had some training, they had rules, regulations, so that you can't go that close, so your flesh doesn't melt off your bones because the altar's blazing with fire. Hello? Well, nowadays, it's like everyone gets born again, they go to some school, and we think, well, I can use all the tools of the Bible. Well, they mostly use them to kill, oppress, and steal, and be like Nimrod, who killed and murdered and stole from everyone while pretending to be praying. Why? Because the circumcision and that force, the foreskin that's uncircumcised is only evil continuously. Until it's cut away, the Adamic and the Eve nature, nothing good of Yadevave has even manifested through your soul yet. So we want to say, oh, I'm in John 7, 38, out of my belly, rolling rivers. That was Jesus at like 33 years old. He'd been walking in apostolic ministry for years, and he had grown in the favor with men, which is business excellence, with the glorified personality, for years. He had obeyed the Holy Spirit from birth perfectly for 33 years, never sinning. So we want to sit around and say, we're we're all releasers of God's glory perfectly like John 7, 38. No, no, you're not. That's total delusion. You have a seed with the potential to release that river in your belly. But most believers, including almost everyone at the sound of my voice, is underdeveloped in their bellies, in that seed. Therefore, they have the teaching in their head of what the potential is, but they themselves are not experiencing it. And when you don't experience it, that breeds unbelief and doubt and fear and all kinds of festering demons in the head and strongholds. So you have to understand the maturity and the immaturity. If you just hear maturity all the time, you'll think you're mature. But you won't be. You'll just be delusional. You'll be self-righteous. You'll be like the sons of Aaron offering strange fire continuously and wondering why God keeps attacking you and you keep calling God the devil when it's actually not the devil, it's God because the altar of fire has the protocol of the holy angels that you're not in obedience to. So you find yourselves kicking against the pricks, which means fighting Jesus Christ, Messiah King of all glory. Have you ever seen an infant in Christ or a Christian not take that path? You've never seen it in church history. Everyone does that. Why? Because we have never had the teaching of righteousness. We've never had people living on the sun. We've never had Christians living on the sapphire stones. We've never had a Christianity based on the Father's kingdom of Matthew 13. Most of you can't even imagine it because your experience so far in life is entirely human. 
which means entirely sinful. And we'll say, well, that condemns me. No, that's the truth will set you free. It's You're already condemned by being uncircumcised. I mean, not going to heaven? You're not in heaven right now. That's the reality. All of those foreskins are the magic spells of demons to just confuse you and drive you crazy. Okay? So now God wants to heal you with sound doctrine, which means the removal of all those things of the human being off of the new creature in Christ, so you don't end up with expectations on foreskins, because those promises only work through circumcision. Ishmael never got any promises. Esau, no promises. Why? One reason. Study Torah. One reason. They rejected circumcision. A Christian born again who rejects circumcision will never have one promise from Jesus Christ their entire lifetime. Their entire lifetime will all be magic arts. And if we're honest with ourselves, that's about all you've ever known about Christianity thus far in the church age. There's probably been 0.1%. That's generous. That's very generous. Why? Because the understanding of the priesthood of Melchizedek is still unknown. What is Melchizedek? It's Hebrew for righteousness. The priesthood of righteousness. Now, what is righteousness? Malachi says righteousness is the level of the sun of righteousness with healing in its Torah beams. Until you begin to practice sun righteousness, sun of righteousness, there is no actual covenant of the new covenant fulfilling old covenant flowing out of your hearts. What is the flowing out of your hearts? It's the flowing of the path of lightnings. Down on the earth, it's a trickle. Has there been grace to get the prophets on sapphire stones? Grace has abounded. Absolutely, otherwise all of us be dead. All of us be condemned condemned in iniquity, transgression, and no one would survive. It's written in Hebrews. And no one would survive. And unless God cut the time short, no one would survive, Revelation says. This means that the time of cutting short under the sun activity and cutting it back so that we can have over the sun activity is at hand. So cutting time short means a tribulation, a pressure to go into dimensions of timelessness. The eternal realm is above the sun. When you're above the sun, you don't have the same 24 hours. Above the sun, a day is as a thousand years. Under the sun, a day is 24 hours. So whose time are you living on? Satan's in death, 24 hours in a day, or eternity above the sun of where Jesus Christ is? That's a good indication of where you are in the curse of the fall accurately. So the head of days is over time and lives in timelessness. That's why these are called end times. Why? Going to end time. End under the sun activity. Because time as you know it only exists under the sun. No, it's a deep mystery, but it's not complicated. It's elevations of time. For I have set the heavens for something, times and seasons, it is written. I have set the stars, the constellations, the planetary systems, the sun and the moon, for times and seasons, Torah, it is written. 
Therefore, when you begin to ascend into higher dimensions of God's glory, you begin to rule over days, over times and seasons, instead of Esau, which is Freemasonry of Greenwich. And every single room in Buckingham Palace with a clock in it because they're the masters of Esau time sorcery. Hello? Truth, anyhow. And they want you under time instead of ancient of times, wisdom of ages, head of days. We must ascend these beams of light. Grow in the light, it is written. Grow in sunbeams. Grow in moonbeams. Grow in starlight. You have to. Why? Because unless you walk that path of ever-increasing Shekinah light, and that word Shekinah is the light that comes from God that only comes down through the stars and the sun and the moon. This is the path of Enoch. This is the resurrection of the dead. This is how Jesus Christ ascended. You will see angels ascend and descend upon this narrow path. The issue is we're down here at the bottom of the path doing all kinds of sand works. You know what sand works are? Wasting time. So Bob Jones' prophecy, Sands of Time, they come and get shoes. You know, in every one of those boxes were moon boots. I've, I've heard Bob Jones say that. Inside the shoe boxes of the prophecy of Joel's army of the Sands of Time, every single pair of shoes in all of those shoe boxes were moon boots. Why? They're going to conquer and overcome the earth the sand, and have dominion over time. That's the prophecy of the sands of time. We're going to the moon. Amen. We're going to Yassad, Joseph the righteous, and you get there by allowing all human lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and false love be obliterated out of your hearts. The biggest distraction besides all the false love and the adultery of heart, the adultery of eyes, and all the lusts and things that are inside uncircumcision is... The boasting of Christian experiences. The boasting of what you've experienced in the foreskins. And yet you haven't even had any revelation working there without the foreskin. So it's all something that has to be cut away. But you cling to the memory that's like a covering of dust. It's not, is it an actual foreskin? No, it's a, it's a wisdom. Foreskin is wisdom language for the covering of serpentine dust over the human born-again spirit. And it's progressively removed outward until you're the exact outrain brilliance of the Shekinah being. Hebrews 1.3 is written, which is called the sons of God or Israelites. Those who live in the Father's kingdom above the sun, where there is no dust and where there is no serpents. Isaiah 35, the walk on the highway of holiness, where there's no unclean creature. Where there's no demons where there's no foreskins, where there's no membranes, where there's no serpentine dust and temptation of the evil one. Why? Because it's cut away. Therefore, the inner form is changed to look like one who is like a son of man. You might still have that human body on the outside. It might look very similar. There'll be a much more outward glow internally. The image will not be a human being anymore. Internally, every angel of the spirit world will see God. But the human being will still be blind with snakes in their eyes, so that having eyes, they never see. Having ears, they never hear. Otherwise, they'd repent, which means return to the Father's will with their inner man. Amen. Therefore, those who see, see the invisible. They feel the invisible. 
seers and feelers. They're sensitive to the invisible person of the heart, the heart life, the angel life. Big angel flash right there. They begin to see the eternal dimension of the Holy Ghost. They begin to interact with that invisible dimension and your interaction with that invisible dimension is simply the engagement of Torah, the engagement of the Word of God. You're not getting into anything weird. You're getting into the Word of God, alive, active, and energized, and all the weirdness is getting obliterated out of your hearts and minds. You're going to be the most mentally rock-solid people with mental clarity who ever lived when the circumcisions begin to work in your hearts and minds by you offering your souls to the sword, to peel away all the things of your human DNA, which is human memories. So it begins to obliterate. You have to allow the memories to go away. There is a removal, and it will feel like membranes. What it is is shadows. So it's it's degrees of shadows. It's a foreskin and a membrane. Yes, that's the, the best teaching of righteousness because that's totally scriptural and all scripture backs that up from Genesis to Revelation. But let's go deeper. Let's get a different angle of understanding of what's going on in your internal transfer, transformation. It is the removal of shadows. The shadow man. What is the shadow man? It's the man who still has the dust of the earth in the consciousness that still has the awareness of the human being. As is written, they were aware that they were naked. They were aware of themselves. Who told you you were naked? God the Father said. That awareness is the presence of serpentine dust. The self-awareness. It's not saying it's bad to wear clothes. The first thing the Father did was kill an animal and clothe him. It's bad to be naked. It's bad to feel ashamed of your nakedness. All of those things deal with selfishness, the soul that's fallen from grace and glory and sapphire stones. Their souls fell from the realm of the sapphire stones. Adam and Eve fell like lightning. Truth, anyhow. We say Satan fell like lightning. Well, it was nothing compared to Adam and Eve. That's the greatest event of human history. And we still don't really understand it because we're still stuck underneath it, experiencing it and all of its horrific implications in our souls every day. And it's a freaking nightmare. That's why it's called the valley of the shadow of death. Don't sit around and, and say, oh man, everything's good, bliss, bliss, bliss. Don't be delusional. Deal with the situation accurately. You are dealing with hell and the fall and sorcery, demons, and uh, every single moment of your existence. Will you ever have a break? Only when the circumcisions are complete and the walls of Jerusalem encapsulate you. Then you dwell in peace. The sheepfold of the great shepherd is only when the sword of the Lord has cut away and driven out the human being, the old Adamic dust and serpent nature, which is all this self-awareness. The I am's of Satan of Isaiah 14 is the human condition. People want to equate it to just demons. No, it's human condition. That is what's being removed from your hearts and brains and bones and marrow. It is all the conditioning of the fallen angels that are automatically inside everyone born of flesh and born of woman. 
We want to say we brought a Satan into the world. You did not. You brought a human being into the world. Unless that human being is born again, it will spend eternally in eternity in, in hell being tortured continuously with Satan and his angels. You brought hell into the world, woman. And a lot of people are in denial. Now we bring Jesus Christ into the world through the birthing of the divine child, which means there has to be the circumcision of the heart. There is a repairing of the heart. There is a healing of the heart, a healing of the mind. But if a person is delusional and ignorant of reality and just says everything's fine and it's not that severe, I'm not going to deal with reality, you will go into the foreskin, you will go into the false love and be cursed with Satan and his angels. The magic spells will get stronger on the ones that reject dealing with reality. Everyone of the promised land generation had to deal with the reality that there are giants in our promised land. They didn't want to face them in the previous generation. Let's just have kumbaya in the sand. Well, the consequences of that is you will surely die. Now, dealing with the reality that everything is a total freaking mess of horrific implications beyond understanding the word can deal with it and that awakening of dealing with reality of how severe and horrible hell actually is and the fall actually is jesus christ said what to his churches in revelation consider the heights that you have fallen look at the fall i don't want you unaware of all the schemes and wiles of the evil one it is written you need to understand what these demons are trying to do They're trying to keep you from the sword of the Spirit, removing the Adamic nature in your hearts, from removing Eve from your hearts. Unless Eve is cut off of your spirit, being born again won't even help you. You'll live a hellish life. You'll still struggle with temptation. You'll still struggle with poverty, with religion, with demons every single day of your life. It's true. Now, when you begin to deal with it, oh, buddy, the sword is the gate of the Garden of Eden. That's what Torah says. Now I'm engaging with the Garden of Eden, the Garden of God's glory, and the Garden of God's pleasure, the Garden of God's delight. So immediately when I start to deal with my own stuff, with the sword burning it out and offending the hell out of me and offending the human being out of me and driving out all the strife and the pride of the human being of all past experiences under the sun, I begin to encounter a dimension that predates my existence. As it's written, restore the glory that I had before the world was. John 17. Before time was ex- existed. The Shekinah before time. Before the world, which is the time dial, was. Before Jerusalem was. Before Torah was. That, be, that kind of glory is encountering the Father. Now you're going to encounter, encounter the Father through the wisdom of the ages. So throughout times. And since you'll have the Father in you, which is the glory of the Holy Spirit, and the glory of His Word, and the glory of His blood, and the glory of His water, and since you have all these priesthood tools, and you'll have a great cloud of witnesses, and you'll have myriads of angels, and you'll have apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors that will be sanctified, consecrated in much greater ways in the days ahead, it's not going to be a total rejection. 
It's going to be a total takeover of the hanging of the sun scriptures of righteousness on all the gates of consciousness of every human being under the sun. Many, millions, even one billion are prophesied to receive sun righteousness. Scripture, Torah, righteousness of healing beams of true light into their senses to allow the word to work in their natural man from Jesus Christ's natural man in heaven. He's in the flesh. Holy Ghost. And it's not just going to be this invisible lack of accountability. It'll be physical Torah scrolls blazing like the sun in your eyes of flashing fire. What are flashing fire? Stars. Twinkle, twinkle. Flashing fire. Stars in your eyes. What kind of stars? Holy, righteous, circumcised stars in your eyes. As is written in First Enoch, the path of lightnings was a floor of stars. There were stars and lightnings all the way to the throne of Yadivave and the one like the Son of Man. Same description in First Enoch, written hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years from the oral tradition of pre-Diluvian floods of the days of Noah. Exact same description in Revelation chapter 1. It's the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. What's changing? You are. You're the only thing changing. You're the only agent of change. God never changes. Do His ways change? Nope. His ways never change. Do do His sapphire stones change? Nope. Underneath all the the junk of your past is the exact original design, what God created perfectly in the beginning in Genesis 1. And you're going to begin to encounter the perfections of the Father in His design of heaven and earth. And all the imperfections that are simply you and me and all of our under-the-sun religiosity will burn away into the lake of fire and be no more. They will never bring it up again. Hebrews 12.22 But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels in festive gathering and to the general assembly and assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven. Which means anyone that isn't resurrected through circumcision is not a registered citizen. You need to get this. We have this demonic teaching that everyone's equal, everyone's a citizen of heaven. That's not biblical at all. Believers' rewards, silver, gold, gemstone, which are huge changes like sterling silver versus a ruby one 50 carat or 10 carat ruby is worth 50 million dollars okay so believers who are silver gold you get that same size in silver it's worth 20 bucks we're talking about believers rewards 20 dollars in silver same size in a ruby is 50 million u.s dollars So we got a lot of deception around here that says, oh, it's all equal and we're all citizens of heaven. There's no equality. It's all based on merit. It's all based on merit of God's will being done in your hearts. Revelation 22, I come with my rewards to give to everyone on earth according to their merit. Red letters. Jesus Christ. The second to last thing he says in the Revelation 22. Last book of Bible, he says, I am coming to give rewards. What are these rewards? Well, they're explained to you already. Silver, gold, gemstone, angelic, heavenly 
realities of the angels that are already there waiting on us to rise from the dead to get over our human selves in these dimensions to get that stuff cut off our hearts and minds. Oftentimes, we feel bad and we got self-pity and all these demonic manifestations of filth and we consider the thoughts and opinions of demons when the Holy Ghost comes with the sword through His prophets and you could have been delivered from that stuff years ago, but you're just clinging to foreskins. Foreskins are shadows of the human being. Ideologies of your human existence and consciousness. God is trying to obliterate all of your pacifiers and blankies of crawling around in the dusty earth under serpentine temptation and serpentine existence. The human being is sin incarnate. And it's all sin. It's ten worlds of sin. And there's nothing but sin inside the human being. Salvation comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It is written, How can they be saved unless they begin to hear the Scriptures animated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, the only hope of removing ten worlds of serpentine dust and sin of all of its forms, which includes all serpentine dust Christianity as you know it, that's the stuff that really kills you people the worst, is when all those angels of light and all their Christian forms and Christian stuff of the false prophet of Revelation come upon you and you say, oh, this is all good too. And you're literally interacting with the hordes of hell and demons and and allowing their urine and feces to encase your spirit inside demonic forms. It's a demonic anointing. The hordes of hell are marching. Final Quest chapter 1. What are the hordes of hell in Final Quest chapter 1? All the charismatic Christians in the world. Selah. You sound like you're mad, like you got burned. Not at all. Totally healed, trying to help you. You ever tried to help someone that didn't know they were sick? Get away from me. I'm going to call the cops on you. They're angry about it. Therefore, you must reveal the sickness so that they can receive the cure. So don't be offended when I'm revealing all the sicknesses of your belief systems of your human nature because that's the only way you'll ever get desperate enough to receive the Torah of sunbeam righteousness to hang in your gates to be totally delivered from the curse of the fall. If you come in with some kind of condition of self-righteousness and pride or everything's okay, well, why are you here? Are you here? Oh, I'm here to benefit others because I am a, a blessing to everyone. I'm a blessing. I'm here to, to help the apostles. I'm here to help Jesus Christ. And we're not circumcised the eighth day, which means, I mean, that baby's only eight days old, right? So a baby that's not circumcised, a born-again baby Christian that is not circumcised, and I tell you the truth, almost no church in the world preaches circumcision right now. And if they're not, all they're going to come with is Galatians 3.3, bewitchment. All they're going to come with is witchcraft, and that's mostly what you people have ministered. You need to repent and ask for forgiveness for all your ministry, all your words, all your teaching, all all of it, because it's all witchcraft. You've been casting magic spells on each other and expecting God to bless you for your efforts. Your efforts are foreskins. It's God's effort through angels that we inherit salvation. Hebrews chapter 1, it is written. You inherit salvation by the effort of the king of angel armies, Zion of myriads of angels, who sends angels with swords to cut away the old Adamic nature. How often? 
as soon as you can receive it every day. That's what daily bread is. Receiving daily bread is receiving daily cutting away of the old. There's always more. Always more. The portal is the same width of the Father Himself. No man and no woman in 6,000 years has walked in the same full bandwidth. Jesus wasn't allowed to. John 14, 12, I'm going to the Father, greater works will you do, because you're going to stay here. It is written. That's a greater bandwidth. The Father did not reveal His glory entirely through His Son. John 14, 12, it is written, buckwheat. Therefore, when the Son is revealed in this generation, it will be a greater glory than Jesus Christ. Why? Because that's what glorifies Him the most. Anyone that says otherwise is a religious demon. Drive that stuff out of you. Curse your demons into the lake of fire. All those things working in your hearts and brains and senses, let it be obliterated. Don't hang on to hell one more hour. Let Scripture set you free. Angels are here by the myriads. You can interact with them and get set free, or you can stay a stubborn anti-buckwheat. Choice is yours today. In Jesus' name. We want Jesus to come with circumcising angelic swords. What is written in Jude? He comes with 10,000 times 10,000 of His holy ones. What do you think the holy ones of the coming of the Lord, of the coming of His kingdom down sapphire stones is? Swords of the Spirit to obliterate the foreskins of the shadow men. Whose shadow men? Yours! Not someone else's. Don't be a hypocrite. The only shadows that need to be obliterated are ours every day. Stop pointing at others. Stop being hypocrites. Stop judging and accusing. Let the sword of the angel armies of the God I am terminate your shadows. Terminate your sorceries. Terminate your magic spells. And wash you clean and clear. When the stuff starts fidgeting, that's hell reacting to heaven. That is your opportunity for healing or hardness of heart. In hearing the word of God, do not harden your heart. Allow it to wash through you. The angels come with swords. You read the scriptures every single time the angels show up. People are like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. The only part of you that's going to die is the shadow. And because your personality and existence as human beings, dirt creatures, is interwoven with the shadow, you feel like you're going to die. But the only part that's going to die is Satan in you. And we sit here and we're in denial that I don't have Satan. you understand what foreskins and membranes are? It's all devils. You get your first circumcision when you are just a baby. And that's the removing of that first layer of shadow off of the new creature in Christ. How do we know there's multiple foreskins? Well, how did David buy a soul? Show me the foreskins. And he presented a gigantic bag of foreskins. And what did he get with the bag? He purchased a soul. That's how God restores your souls. Truth anyhow. You must show Jesus, the King, the bag of foreskins. And as he looks down upon you from his heavenly throne, he's looking to see if you receive his angelic ministers. Are you going to receive my prophets that come with angel armies? For what did Elijah say? 
Open the eyes of my servant. Then he saw 50,000 chariots of angelic fire. Are you going to see into that dimension, the dimension of the horsemen that want to remove all of the foreskins off of your hearts, or are we just going to cling to the blindness of my self-evaluation that I'm good, my self-preservation? This message is not for me today. I'm I'm a good boy. I'm a good girl. I don't sin. Listen, sin is a condition of fallenness. Sin is not just the prostitutes and the tax collectors. Jesus Christ said the religious, goody-two-shoe, self-righteous ones were worse sinners than the prostitutes. Self-righteousness is a worse sin. Self-justification is a worse sin in Scripture than adultery. Why? Because his apostles were former prostitutes. Mary Magdalene, maybe. I don't know. People say she was a prostitute. Do you know what kind of unclean person this is? He's a friend of sinners. Well, you read the scriptures. There's a lot of, he's hanging out with some questionable people. How can this man be a teacher sent from God and hang out with notorious sinners, the Bible says? Because he changed their inner man. They weren't notorious sinners anymore. Outwardly, they were still judged as notorious sinners by the self-righteous murderers of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Pharisees, teachers of the law, scribes, and all those hypocrites. Which, you know, it's not like we don't deal with that every waking moment of our existence in American Christianity. Everything in us that's human is still part of that seed of the Pharisees that judges unrighteously. That is not a judgment based on the circling sword of the Garden of Eden, understanding clean and unclean of heart, clean and unclean of brain and thought life, clean and unclean of bone and marrow and DNA life of God's Word hung inside like living scriptures, living oracles and portals and doors and windows of the heavenly realms pouring out of these temples of the Holy Spirit from heaven above through earth below, making new earth by our connections to Shekinah above Every second practicing the sapphire stones of our manifestations through the circumcisions of the angels. So anything that doesn't have that manifestation of glory is sin. Therefore, it's not about you doing good or evil. That's witchcraft. It's about your elevations and manifestations of glory. See, the Greek mindset of Samael... Prince of Rome, fallen principality of pagan Christianity, and the Hora Babylon's prince, who is Samuel of Rome, the most wicked spirit of hell, the most powerful demon of all the fallen angels. That's his name, Samuel. His arch nemesis is our friend here tonight, Michael the archangel, prince of Israel. And when we confront that thing, you are confronting all the self-righteousness of the covenant race. And that is truly what frontline faithful soldiers of Joel's army are facing today in the world. We are confronting self-righteousness, foreskin righteousness, membrane righteousness, appearances of good that are nothing less than all the kingdom of hell combined. And when we begin to realize that, we will begin to have a wielding sword in our spirit to fight that stuff out of our own hearts. That's the first day you march in the armies of the living God. That's the first day you are soldiers in God's army. 
is when your spirit man begins to acknowledge the fall and begin to understand the fallen angels, righteousness, and wickedness clearly through the eyes of the Lamb of God in your hearts. Seven eyes, seven horns, looking as though he'd been slain, sending the seven spirits of God out into all the earth, it is written. Revelation 5, 6. That means your salvation comes with Jesus Christ working circumcision in your hearts. How thorough, seven, the number of perfection, until your inner man is the exact same measurement of Shekinah glory as God the Father Himself. That's what you do when you consider the heights. You look at the levels of light and glory. Some people are so new to Christianity, they don't even know about the glory. I've never heard about the glory. I just grew up Baptist or Catholic, and we come into the glory, and we're like, this seems like a different religion. You're coming out of Samael's outer court. You're coming out of the bone throne of Dat, Pluto, Satan, hell. Now you're coming and boldly approaching the throne of grace, inheritance of salvation, by hanging on every word into your eyes and ears and allowing it to be digested into your stomachs, into your matrix. Every man and woman has a matrix in their core. That's why they call it the core. I did a core workout today. Amen. Working on the core. What is your core? It's your belly. You got to work on your core. You got to work on your spiritual center. That's the center of your soul, the center of your eternal existence. If you are not doing work there, all your other works are working in vain and a total waste of time. We need to work in our spirit. Those who work in the spirit as spirit-led believers are what? The sons of God. The children of God, real Christians and not fake and not selfish hypocrites, pretenders who just have mere knowledge without Shekinah glory. Let no person teach in any church unless they emanate Shekinah inside the container of their words. Otherwise, they're false teachers and hypocrites sowing doubt and unbelief in every word out of their uncircumcised tongues. We need to raise the standard of light in these days of God's Scripture in the full manifestation of glory in His kingdom of sapphire stones. Our Scriptures must descend from the sun and the moon like light rain, Shekinah rain, on tender mown grass. Why mown grass? It represents the demons cut down in your heads, weeds, tares that grow up in you. It has to be moan. That's the demonic influence in your brain cells, in your ears, in your eyes, and in your senses, where there are magic spells instead of God's working Torah scrolls. For I have seen heavenly Jerusalem descend like a scroll. We say, well, that's one time 2,000 years ago on Patnos. No, that's the rule and reign of the cosmic Israelites. That's the rule and reign of Messiah's Israel. That's the rule and reign of the 24 elders. That's the rule and reign of the heavenly Sanhedrin. That's the rule and reign of true rabbis. A true teacher. A faithful and true teacher rules and reigns from that city. For a rabbi is also a member of the ruling council of government. 
We say we separate church and state. That's only because of Freemasonry, Esau, sorcery, and Samael. There's no separation of church and state in rabbinical Judaism. What do you think the Sanhedrin is? It's the government of rabbis. You need to get with it. The government of rabbis is a government of teachers who all know God's word inside all their senses, emanating the Father's glory greatly. Perfectly? Well, he's perfect. The vessel's getting perfected. No rabbi would tell you they're perfect because they're not liars. They're, they're humble. They'll tell you the truth. They say, well, I'm growing, but I try to only speak that which has Shekinah glory in it. And sometimes you won't speak from the Shekinah because you're not perfected in all the circumcisions. You haven't ascended to be seated on the throne of Adam Kadmon. Are you an overcomer of everything that's in the world so that you can merit the throne of the Messiah in Revelation 2 and 3, Overcomer's Gifts? Well, you're working on it. At least you're hearing about it right now. That's a good start. The truth is, I don't believe anyone can be seated on the throne of the Messiah until they're really in the eighth world, the world of Adam Kadmon. My study of Scripture says that overcomer of the world reality of Jesus Christ, red letters of Revelation 2 and 3, the throne is only for those that have conquered eight worlds of circumcisions of their hearts and minds and bones and marrow. Okay, so everything under that, can you imagine being under eight worlds with no circumcisions, struggling to hear from the throne of Jesus Christ today in heaven, and then be resisting his words, accusational towards his words, judgmental towards his words? What does the high priest Caiaphas say? You'll find yourselves fighting the very throne of God. You know what he prophesied about himself? They found themselves, the earthly Sanhedrin of the tabernacle of Molech, fighting against Yadavave. They came with all the Shekinah. They came with all the rabbinical fulfillment of Scripture. Their teachings were so great that their faces were glowing like angels. They had all the signs, miracles, and wonders. What are we going to do if we don't stop these men? The signs and wonders following is going to convince the whole world that Jesus is the Messiah. What they do? Killed them all completely shut them down. If we don't kill them, we're not going to have a Jewish religion. We're not going to have control or power over our belief systems. It's through murder that we stop and quench the working of the Holy Spirit. Why do you think there's nonstop attack towards my prophetic office since 2006? If we don't murder, character assassinate, gossip, slander, backbite, and use our tongue for the serpent nature of the dust of the earth of all the kingdom of hell, everyone's going to hear this stuff and it's going to go into their senses and work the inspired word. It'll be hung in their ears and their eyes and their mouth and it's going to shift civilization. Therefore, they have to murder the prophets. Guess what's going to happen? Jesus Christ said, they're going to stop murdering my prophets and the prophets are going to get my rewards. You know what the rewards of the prophets are? The Father's kingdom of sapphire stones. The rulership of Torah, of all constellations, planetary systems, abilities of all holy angels, of sun and moon and time and space, over all nations, tribes and tongues forever. Selah. What's the invitation? To go and be a part of that company. That's Joel's army. Your citizenship in heaven, what is written? Come and see.
but you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels in festive gathering into the general assembly and assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven. Why am I severe with you? Because only through circumcision are you registered as citizens in heaven. If you're not, nothing in your life will help you. I mean, the, the hell will come upon you and obliterate you. We need to get you registered. <clears throat> registered and committed. Amen? Amen. And it does start <clears throat> with the contract with Joel's army and the apostles of the Lamb and the gates and the foundations of the heavenly Jerusalem signing up at www.rlm.tv and registering and committing to the, your leadership of the apostles and prophets and not taking it for granted or having some kind of human watered-down nonsense where this is not life and death every day. Listen, guys, it's going to get way more serious. It's going to be seriously awesome for those that get registered. It's going to be seriously ugly, gruesome, and no one's going to mourn over these people. These teachings are life and death. You have heard the Father's Kingdom Gospel. This is not like earth-based optional stuff, what's convenient to me, and I can just go play Nintendo for eight hours and expect to still have salvation. This is going to be, I'm going to have to be a soldier. I'm going to have to be a disciple. I'm going to have to be real. I'm going to have to deal with the stuff in my heart, my mind, the slothfulness, the laziness. I'm going to have to deal with my self-righteousness. Every area and character flaw in your personality has to be presented to Scripture and cut away from you. He is not going to tolerate human personality, human character, or human flaws. He commands his sword with his angel armies, removing it off of your spirit, because he will work from inside your spirit. The new creature can grow. We want that born-again new creature to begin to blossom right in your center, right in your core. We build up human spirits. I labor amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed in your spirit. It is written, the purpose of all apostolic, prophetic, and fivefold ministry is the perfecting of the saints' faith. Amen? What is the perfecting of the saints' faith? Tenth world resurrection, where sin is no longer mentioned again. First Enoch, it is written. So that tells me, you're about as far from perfection as perfection gets. Which means the fivefold is going to come forth in these days, in these months and years ahead, at a level of perfection that will produce perfection of faith so much higher than anything you've ever seen in the church age. It'll be controversial at first because the standard was so low and lukewarm in the Laodicean church of the seventh of Revelation, but it will be so powerful, it will consume all those snake teachings in people's senses. Because what we've really been wrestling against as pioneers of righteousness is serpentine Christianity that's had dominion over the church. There's been principalities over every single church building in the world. There's been so much mixture, so much witchcraft, you can't even imagine. I've heard prophets during the church age say, if the demons were to take flesh on, none of you would have ever seen sunlight since birth. That's how covered and controlled you are by fallen angels. And we're just like, oh, no, I'm a human being having human experience. No, you're completely surrounded by hell. You are in the valley of the shadow of death and hell. 
And the fallen angels work by deceiving you, saying, it's not as serious as the prophet told you. It's not that intense, man. You can calm down and just come over here and be lukewarm with us and let the demons rule over you forever. That's what they want. The truth of it is, it is way more serious than I can describe to you. It is way more severe, and God has a solution not to just reveal all of hell around you and in you and all the reality of the fall, but here's the sword now. Here's salvation. So now we actually love the word because we need it to stay saved, which means stay inside the circle of Jerusalem and not leave its gates to be with the demons. There is a staying power. If you leave the gates, you're outside the city gates with the dogs, the sorcerers, the magic arts, the sexually immoral, those who love the lie, and all cowards that are people-pleasers, man-pleasers, are those that hate the sword because they cling to the human life, which is the loving of the lie. They love the human lie. I hate the human lie. It deceives the whole world. There's nothing there. You die at 72 and then you face the eternal realm and he never knew it existed. God forbid anybody be that ignorant of reality. We must face the eternal world today. That's what salvation is. And then stay awake, stay facing the realm of eternity and don't go back to sleep. People go back to sleep when they go back into the human being. I'm not going back into the human being. I'm not going back into the matrix. We're staying awake. We're staying in Zion. We're staying with the angels. And that dimension of glory where God dwells will become more real to us every single moment. Awakening is ever-increasing spiritual awareness of the invisible world. And not just floating around in the ether, but the rock-solidness of Scripture the Torah scrolls that made the heavens and the earth, that truth that Jesus Christ is, who He is, the Word that holds together all the worlds. In the beginning He made the worlds and arranged them in order. Hebrews 1, it is written, Therefore we live within the order of God's Word. In all the heavens, stars, which is angelic spheres, and over the earth, which means our hearts are completely clean from the dust of the earth. And when your hearts and your minds and your bones and marrow are clean from all the serpentine dust of the fall on the earth, the heights of the fall, you begin to experience higher realms of eternal glory, things higher than you. You begin to go up the river of life. You begin to go up in the flashing sword. It begins to rise in your hearts. Scripture rises in your hearts. It begins to touch your brain and remove strongholds from your brain. It begins to heal the DNA in your brain. People's brains have so much sin in them. There's so much sin in the human brain. It's like continuous madness. My hope is that the power of the gospel would spring up like a geyser in your heart and hit your brain to show you there's more. That God can save your minds. He can remove all the hypnotism, all the dust of the earth, all the serpents, all the strongholds, all the thinking patterns, all the negativity, all the gluttony, all the magic spells. He can obliterate it out of your brains and make you a different person in your hearts and brains that reflects His glory more accurately, that you look more like Jesus Christ, more like the Son of Man, and less like a fallen human being. This is the hope of the resurrection. This is our trust in God's Word. 
to change us. Now I'm hungering for righteousness because I know he's going to form more of his perfect self in me as I eat and allow it to cut away the human being. He'll show you before your eyes to the angels are surgeons. Raphael commands millions of healing angels that want to help you today. And they will heal you in your DNA. They'll heal you in your hearts, in your spirit, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and every part of your existence that belongs to God, because you are God's people. Therefore, allow the angels of God to heal you and change you from the inside out. They will change you on the outside. They will upgrade your marketplace. They will upgrade your business. The angels hold the keys to every promotion legally from God the Father in the marketplace. He has not withheld finances from you. He is holding them for you in angelic rungs that require circumcisions because He does not want you to perish. He does not want you to have the blessings, but you don't have the blesser. He wants the purposes of creation is to know Him intimately and every part of your existence head to toes where every area of your life you look through your brain, your heart, your bones, your marrow and you see God's Word working powerfully with angel armies. Amen. She is like the queen of angel armies in Song of Songs. This woman dances with myriads of angels. What woman is that? The soul that is circumcised by Scripture. She dances with angel armies. This represents, she is always the soul. It represents the soul that's married to Torah, the Word of God, married to the Lamb in Jerusalem. You're married to Scripture, and Scripture is all inside you, swirling with glory and heaven and color and newness of life and power and healing energy and creative ability, all of it. God's kingdom, glory, power, and might, and authority and dominion working inside every word. Now when the word is working and swirling inside of you, all the angels work where? Psalms 103, inside the living word. You want heaven in your houses, heaven in your hearts, heaven in your families. Get the word swirling in you. All the angels are drawn to it like bees to honey. You live in the honeycomb of heaven all the time. But if you don't have angels, you will have demons. If you don't have circumcisions, you will have Esau's foreskins. So it's one kingdom or the other. And not just in doctrine or theology during these days, but the living word swirling in your blood, swirling in your flesh and bones, swirling in your brains, meditating on His word before your eyes day and night, Joshua, that you may inherit the promised land. How? Joshua 1.8 by meditating on God's holy word day and night, which is sun and moon. And all the power of light working in me is scripture light, Torah light. That is Jerusalem coming down the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Notice there is no separation between Scripture, sun, moon, and light, for God is one. This is the healing of the luminaries. This is the ruling of the heavenly Jerusalem. This is understanding the Bible in the fullness of God's light with no darkness and religious demons in you at all. Light is going to obliterate it. As is written, healing comes forth through the Son of Righteousness with healing in His beams. You know what Son Righteousness with healing in its beaming light is? 
Scripture finally understood and alive angelically in the power of the angel of Shekinah in your hearts and minds and bones and marrow. And when it hits your bones, the dry bones live. It begins to carry the bones into the will of God. It takes your bones out of the valley of the shadow of death, which is wandering aimlessly with gaping darkness on your heads and and immoral Christianity and religious immorality everywhere, constantly intimate with demon spirits of self-righteousness. But now the dry bones go into the river. Now we're intimate with the Torah scrolls of righteousness and the sword of the Spirit. There's a union with the flashing sword and all the human being of immorality and religiosity and idolatry begins to be terminated in the river. The water begins to wash you. Water only comes from the living word. Now the dead letter has a river of sewage. Filth. That's the horror of Babylon's teaching. That's under the sun teaching, above the sun teaching, Revelation 22 teaching, says the river of life crystal clear and sparkling from the Torah of God. Father God's a rabbi. What's his Torah? Father God's Torah is the person, Jesus Christ the Messiah. And from the word of God proceeded the living waters. That's how you stay clean all the time. That's how you're crystal clear all the time. That's how your bones and marrow begin sparkling. That's how only good things begin happening because you got so many angels when the enemy comes to attack you because you're on the right paths and you're persecuted for righteousness sake, misunderstood and called all kinds of lying names by sinners and wicked liars. Guess what Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 5? That's the path of the master. If they treated the teacher, the rabbi that way, they'll also treat the rabbi's students similarly it is written now you're being persecuted for glory and righteousness sake now guess what you learn how to love when you're misunderstood when you look out over everyone that you've taught for decades the truth of the rabbinical teachings of jesus christ and there's still a mess of problems it develops patience in you you learn to love unconditionally you learn to keep the gates of the heavenly jerusalem open all the time 12 pearls releasing the glory of the word of god in zion i still will yet release more angels from the city of the resurrected rabbis upon all those down below who don't understand the living word that aren't rabbis of the living word rabbis of the eternal torah of god the father's gospel People that are in ignorance, people that are in religion, people that are in stubbornness and wrongdoing and sinners everywhere. I tell you the truth, the Bible says a great light has shone in Israel. What is the great light that shines in Israel? Cosmic Israel releasing Torah scrolls from the heavenly Jerusalem. You know what the great light's going to be in these days? It's not the same as his first coming. It's the manifesting sons of God. You're not in the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Don't be deceived. That's not true. Romans 8 says creation longs for the manifest sons first. You're in the time of the manifesting sons of God, citizenship in heaven first. Jesus will not come back until the sons of God are all living inside the Father's kingdom with their faces shining like Torah scrolls of the Son of Righteousness with beams coming out their heads. Amen. Ruling over the earth. That is before his second coming. You can read the Bible. It says the exact same thing, which means the only thing creation's waiting on angels are waiting on is your maturity. They're only waiting on you to receive Torah scrolls. 
Can you re- receive sun teaching, moon teaching, star teaching, Torah teaching, Moses' house fulfilled in Messiah Jesus Christ teaching, the teaching of the twelve apostles of the Lamb? It might sound a little different than your church age teaching, but as we say, it's the truth anyhow, buckwheat, and it'll set you free. Jesus said, how will I know if they're false teachers, they ask? He said, well, not because the teaching would be crazy, because I'm going to reveal all kinds of mysteries of righteousness from Archangel Michael to, to my apostles and prophets. You know, notice that's not the revealing of false teaching. Jesus Christ said, false teaching won't have any glory. There won't be the Shekinah. They won't have the fruit of the kingdom of God the Father in it. Right? That's what he said. How we don't want to be deceived. Well, the paranoia and all of the fear-mongering of being deceived through teaching, you already got the maximum measure of it. You've already maxed it out. The church has already maxed out deceit. You can't get any more deceived than Christianity under the sun right now. Truth, anyhow. The only thing now you can do is get into true light and sunbeam Torah scrolls coming down the heavenly Jerusalem and start whacking away like a weed whacker all the mess inside your brains and hearts. Begin to see, oh, he set me free. Oh my gosh, Christianity's way better than I was taught. Yes, it is. It's dominion of sun, moon, and stars. It's government of day and night. The Father's kingdom is far better than anything you'd expect, imagine, or pray for it is written. Mm-hmm. I'm doing such a work in your day, you won't even believe it even though you're told, but it's the truth anyhow. We need to trust the word to produce light in our brains. You know you're all addicted to forms of light. Food is just eating light. If you're addicted to any other light, money is just light. That's why there's a big star on your $1 bill. Money's light, that's true. It could be evil light or it could be used for the kingdom of heaven. Jesus used money every day of his ministry. So he had an army to feed. Yep. Now, are you using the things of this world creation and the lights of the human beings, the lights of the animals, the lights of the plants, the lights of the minerals for God? Because they're tools. All creation should bow before his throne and serve God, it is written. Or is there some lights that are just not serving Jesus Christ on the throne? That's all human idolatry. You just want to make sure all the lights are serving the Lord because one-third of the lights are wandering stars, Jude says, that don't serve the throne of Jesus Christ, that have light, that come as light, but they're all demons, right? That's what it says in the Bible. Therefore, make sure all the lights in your soul are serving the Torah scroll. Mm -hmm. How will you know if they love him? He says, because they obey my Torah scrolls, my commandments. Commandments are all written on scrolls. It's only been 500 years you have books. Now you got tablets and cell phones. But for 5,500 years, back then they wrote them on stone tablets. Before they even had parchment. When they invented parchment and books and papyrus and ink and dye and stuff, that they were so excited about it was a renaissance of knowledge in the whole world. That's what built the Library of Alexandria. But it was all scrolls still. But now everyone and their grandma had scrolls in their house. Scrolls were still expensive, but everyone could purchase them. So it was a renaissance of, of writing materials, of scribe and scholarship. It was wonderful. And the Jews were the greatest scholars and scribes in the entire universe. And so it just spread Judaism too. Mm-hmm. Now we got the printing press from Gutenberg, 1500s, right? Now we can just print books. Now we just got... Kindle and ebooks. Now it's just with one click, you have information access of the wisdom of the ages. The issue is, none of it will help you unless you have the circumcisions of the Word of God. 
God wants to teach you everything. Solomon was a master of science, chemistry, math, literally every area of, of schooling and education in the universe. When it says that Solomon was the wisest man in the world, that word wisdom is a measurable intelligence. It means he was the most intelligent, smartest person in the universe. Not just of spiritual things, but of all natural things, of all sciences, of understanding everything in all creation. That's the great wisdom. So it's not just you here with your spiritual crap. You know, I'm, I'm so spiritual that I just become a Gnostic and don't do anything. I have no excellence in the natural dimension. Dude, that's, that is as demonic as it gets. Now you got the spiritual stuff, but you don't allow it to come into the natural realm. So that means the whole, everything you do spiritually, you're serving demons to rule over your natural realm. That is the highest level of deceit is only having spiritual things, but neglecting natural things. Because now your whole natural world is demons. So now you are the biggest slaves to demons in the entire universe, and yet you got God's stuff in your spirituality. You have to have both, otherwise you will be the most deceived, demon-possessed people in the world. You'd be disheartened. You'd always be discouraged. Oh, I tried so much. My spirituality is so great. You'd die in the cave. Elijah had to come out of his cave. Otherwise, he's dead. The Bible says it. It's time to come out of the cave and deal with the natural dimension and not just be ignorant. It's fun to deal with reality. God will train your hands for success and excellence in every area of your life. Trust God to, to transfigure your personality, to glorify your character, your personality. There's no limitations of your soul except your belief systems. If you are willing to bring your belief systems to God, He can remove all limitations from your human nature. That you don't have to have human experiences. You can have divine abilities, angels working God's eternal word in every area of your souls all the time. That is the foretaste of the manifesting sons of God. And through circumcisions of God's circling sword, you begin to see that angelic greatness come forth from all your personalities. I was an introvert for like the first five years after I was born again. I was a wild, crazy extrovert. Listen now, because I want to destroy some of these psychological demons that got you in bondage right now. I was a crazy class clown in four different high schools. The most rebellious kid in four different high schools got expelled from three. Craziest, wildest extrovert. I'd stand up in front of everyone and make the whole last laugh until they pissed their pants. And I could do that in front of everyone, no fear of man. When I got born again, I went into my shell. I shifted into a total introvert because I realized everything about my personality, character, and soul was totally wrong. It wasn't even me. It was all hell. So I went and my, my personality shifted from extrovert, total extrovert, to complete introvert. I wore glasses. I, I went to school, started to become like a book nerd. And I, I shifted my entire mentality of existence f to a new creature. And the Word did it. The angels did it. The Holy Ghost did it. That I was no longer at all like that old person. But as God's Word began to work in me, some of those abilities of, of commanding groups of people and the extrovert nature began to come out through the Word, so it was sanctified. It was all defiled and filthy and disgusting and wrong, 
before in its previous forms of hell and darkness. So Satan's temptation is to so screw up your personality and character, you don't even know who you are. It's like an identity crisis. And you think that's what you are conditioned by your outward environment. That's not true at all. That's what Satan has done to your souls. Zero percent of that's God. Now God's word will undo your environment, your family environment, your schooling environment, your, your nation, your cultural environment. All the limitations of everything of humanity under the sun will come off of you and God the Father's limitless possibilities begin to shine through you. As much of the Father's personality as you want shining in you is what's available to every single one of you. Get that psychological stronghold demons out of you. That is human being limitations. It's all unbelief. As it's written, I am all things to all people in hopes of saving some. Which means you can have the full multifaceted personality and wisdom of God the Father shining through your entire soul in all directions. All it's going to cost you is your human limitations in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to pay that price. I just pray everyone at the sound of my voice would give up their human limitations. Right now, Father God and the angels that are present in every person listening and watching around the world, let there be a sacrifice of the human limitations in these souls. We want you, Father, to shine forth. We will be your people, temples of your person. Your person is your glory. Let it shine through us in new ways. We make room for the glory. We make room for the Father of our entire spirit and soul and mind and body. To have your way in us, Heavenly Father, we want to be your Israel. We want to be your Jewish people. We want to be your 144,000. The Israel of God. We want to be parts of the 12 tribes. We want to be taught of the 12 rabbis of the apostles of the land. We want to have our citizenship in heaven. We pray for it in anything that needs to be removed from our spirit, soul, heart, mind, mentality, thought life, bones and marrow, our houses, our situations, our marketplace, our business, our relationships. I command Torah scrolls from the sun and the moon, come down and liberate these people and set them free and move them around into your will under the path of lightnings to begin to manifest your word in glory all over the earth. Let them rise. Children of the resurrection shall rise and overcome all the atmospheres of the serpentine dust of the nations. They begin to go up into the clouds. They begin to touch the firmament. Daniel 12, 3. Those that lead many to righteousness will shine as the stars of heaven, and those who have the wisdom of the teachers of righteousness will shine as the firmament. You know what that means? As the sky. You be cloud riders. You be the covering of cities, the atmosphere and environment of all the air, of all the influence of thought life and brain and eyes and ears in human beings and everything that has breath under the sun comes from the influence of above the sun, the holy Torah of God, the scroll of the heavenly Jerusalem, the government of God's word and the bloodline of Messiah Jesus Christ. Let it reign through every nation through every politician, through every religious leader, through all economies, through all the marketplace, through all the businesses, through all the trading, 
and the packages and the mail system and let everything be consumed by the Holy Scripture of Jesus Christ. As is written, My teachings descend as Shekinah rain on tender mown grass. The Song of Moses, the tender mown grass is the obliteration of serpentine dust and the light Shekinah rain is the daily bread upon all the nations from the very throne of God in Adam Kadmon in Jesus' name. Thank you for supporting this ministry. Sign up and register and commit to be tithers. That's how you get the mineral circumcision in your hearts. That's written. God loves a cheerful giver, and Melchizedek received the tithe. So we know there's a cheerful tithing that's not under obligation. We're volunteers in the day of His glory power, in the day of His messianic kingdom, the kingdom of eternal Israel, sun, moon, and stars, ruling over the earth, ruling over time, ruling over all thought life, ruling over all flesh and blood, God of heaven and earth, Yarevave, Jesus Christ. Amen. Therefore, the tithe belongs to the order of Melchizedek, the order of the righteousness of the heavens and the earth, the heavenly Jerusalem. Can you imagine a people fulfilling Scripture and tithing to the order of Melchizedek in the eternal new covenant? Just obliterating the poverty spirits, all the mentalities of lack and fear, of not having enough, or not being right with God, obliterate it. Scripture slaughters fears. The word working slaughters fears. Now, when their fear is driven out, light is driven in, the Scripture is driven in, and Scripture drives in the ability to obey God. Obey God with all your house. What's the promise of finances? When you obey God with the best of your house, the heavens will be opened over your house. What does the heavens open your house? the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones and the release of angelic lightnings on your house, your relationship, your marriage, your family, your children, your business, protecting you from every demonic power. Why? Because you are aligned with the messianic kingdom of sapphire stones above the sun. That's why tithing to the order of Melchizedek, book of Hebrews says, Abraham tithed to Melchizedek is the eternal covenant. And any nation, which means any DNA, that does not bring the tithes and the offerings into that above the sun kingdom of heavenly Jerusalem will have no rain. What does that mean? No Torah scroll protection. No Shekinah. They'll only have Esau, Ishmael, and the kingdom of hell only. It is written now, Therefore, we want to serve God with all the best of our house, that the heavens may remain open over our houses, over our businesses, over our marketplace, over our ministries, over our families, so you don't have to squabble about money anymore. It's not even a thing because the heavens are so open, because all your house is dedicated to the Father's kingdom, and the heavens are a promise to remain open for all that are faithful to God in tithing and are not robbing and eating their tithe. In Jesus' name, for those that have been disobedient, just repent and start obeying with the tithe. And the heavens will open straight from the moon and the sun and the stars. And the path of lightnings is your covenant promise protection for those that are faithful in offering the best of their house to the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones. In Jesus' name, you can click the links in the description. 
and start giving and start obeying in finances today. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Amen! Amen. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Glory.
Bubble, bubble, oh, bubble. take a 